What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. This is not, not another, another damn, damn podcast. podcast. Presented by our damn yes. selves. You know how we do it. Yes. Ready to get it in. Well, I got to shout out Jazz, of course, like we do each and yes. every week. Creator of J-Sculpt, also Middays 106.3. J-Sculpt is the first fitness belt that covers your entire midsection, provides 100% comfort during your workouts. Yes. Yeah, so definitely getting it in. And um, she definitely had to represent this past weekend. They did a little boat cruise, her and Mayha. Ooh. DJ Commando. Um. Was Lil John there? I think Lil John was there too. Like so, hmm. bunch of my people, yeah, um, repping on the lakefront, yeah, the yacht party. Front. So they nice. got it in, yeah. Nice. So she, I'm sure she, you have wore J scope all week getting ready for it. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, gotta look right on the boat. Yeah, gotta so, look right. Shout out Jazz and the crew. Like definitely did the boat thing for this weekend. Mm-hmm. And a lot of craziness that went down over this past week. Yeah. First off, all my wrestling fans, I just got to put these stories out there. Lost a um, couple of um, legendary wrestlers, like one super legendary, the legendary Nikolai Volkov, died 70 years old. Like a lot of us that came from that era, we grew up watching, you know, the Sheik and Volkov. Yeah, yeah. 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 And number one, USA. USA. He used to sing the Russian National Anthem. This is the Cold War, 80s, WWE. This is true. Like, would you please stand while Nikolai Volkov sings the Russian national anthem? Boo! You just can't, you can't make this shit up. It's, it's like, like real the characters classy, yeah. are just so iconic back then. They're like Hogan to come up waving the American flag. I am American. Yeah, real American. Real American. Classic. Man. And then he yeah. does the rip off the shirt and then so, the yeah. waving with the hand with the ear. Beat thing. up that stinking Russian Nikolai Volkov brother. So, you know yeah. what we're going to do, brother. <laughs> yeah. My favorite was always Macho Man. That was my oh, favorite. my guy. Macho Man Randy he Savage. He was just so cool. Ooh, yeah. He was just awesome. And then, of course, my favorite favorite wrestle with the stinger i love sting, oh, sting the icon favorite. yeah the legendary sting yeah. yeah that was my favorite ever but yeah but mm-hmm. yeah we lost nikolai and then even sadder to me is um the son of jerry the king lawler brian christopher Aww. he was from the um team um too cool back during the attitude era in the 90s era like they, okay like, i remember to, um, yeah the hip-hop dance with rikishi and all that okay okay yeah yeah the two cool mm-hmm. cats okay. like, yeah yeah suicide it looks like too yeah Aww. They said finally he hung himself. 46 years old, a young guy. Mm. So, for all my wrestling fans, a couple of tragedies right there. Just so. so sad. Like, all of our, like, legends are just... I know, man. And we're not that old, so it's like we're losing all of our yeah. legends. It makes like... you realize that um we're getting older. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff you grew up on, like, people are no longer here with you. So, mm-hmm. it, it makes you uh, realize, like, hey, getting old. Like, life, um, it really hits you. <laughs> Yeah, just so sad about that. All right, had to get that out of the way because we got a lot to get through this week. Um, mm-hmm. I want to kick it off talking about Mr. R. Kelly. Like, let's talk about his ass. Absolutely, <laughs> R. Kelly. That's Me, a, I'm on my fuck R. Kelly right now. I'm like, I'll, I've been saying I'm done with Kells, so like, I made it a point. To not listen to that 19 minute debacle, although you did, so I want you to break I it did, down. I did because I wanted to do it. Like I, that's why I, I, like I to knew do my research. I knew you listened, so I yes. said I'll let you talk about that, and I just respond to like what mm-hmm. you said. So. 
First of all, it was 19. I mean, so I didn't want to hear it. I said, I'm, it was, I'm done with his ass. I don't want to hear it. It was 19 minutes and four seconds. I said, I don't want to listen to it, but I was like, I'm not doing this I don't to want support, to support him. I don't want to support R. Kelly. That's why I didn't listen. I said, but I'm doing this for my research because I, I was like, I listened, want to come in. So I made and... a calculator. I said, so now I don't have to listen. <laughs> I just take your word and now I yes. just respond to what you said. So, so I give took me a, a, I give took, me a transcript of what I took a couple for the team, basically, is what I did. So. The name of R. Kelly's 19 minute and four second or 20 second, however long track was called I Admit It. Mm-hmm. So after hearing that title, I Admit It, I'm like, it took what us, you admit it to? It took us back to um back in the day when O.J. wrote his book, If, if I, I Did It. There was a lot of comparisons what I heard to that. Yeah. O.J. basically, his his confession to killing Nicole yeah. and Ryan back Which in the day. Which was hypothetical, yeah. but sounded Because like, yeah, not the full, the full name of the book was like, If I Did It. Yeah, this is how I would have done it. Because they were going to have a whole TV series and all that. Which they ended up showing that special like 10 years later. 10 years like, later. You know, Fox had that footage all this time. Yeah, they sat on it for 10 years after O.J. got Because it was a big outrage yeah. when that first went down. That's why they showed it. Remember, like, people were like, they started losing money. Like, people started boycotting Fox because right. of that shit. So, so Fox said, you know what? Let's not air that let's OJ air shit. That, right. So now, like, years later, people are like, oh, and plus, like, the all the, the OJ said, yeah, people versus people OJ. Like, OJ. All this OJ shit OJ just got out of jail. So. so they said, well, we got to get in. We can't let everybody else make this money. OJ money. We started this OJ yeah. shit. We got, we got footage over here yeah. that's never been seen. Yeah, like we that. started. We kicked it off. We were ahead of our time. We were on this OJ shit what 10 about years us? ago. What about us? Let's show our like shit. Yeah. Right. Everybody else got it. But um, R. Kelly, so the first yeah, thing well, that... what did he say again? The yeah. first thing that he admitted to, which we already knew, he's like, okay, I'm illiterate. I can't read or write well. We knew this. We knew that years ago. I mean, like you knew it from a personal standpoint, and because like you trying to do drops and shit. Yeah, you had him trying to do drops, so you knew it from a personal standpoint, and then it was funny, like what he would always do, like which is why Regina Daniels is back then before the whole D- Regina yeah, was, scandal yeah. and their mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. whole other scandal. Like, right, it's part of this whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like Regina Daniels, she would go with him, and then, like that's why she would like tell them what like each time, because like now, because we knew we couldn't read. Right. It's so, okay, yeah, this Oz, uh, yeah, and then he just like do the drop. Yo, this is R. Kelly listening to Oz, man. On, yeah, like that. Yeah. It's okay. Next one is Mike Love, just throwing name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next DJ one, Ferris. Trey, Trey the Chocolate Jock doing for him. DJ yeah, Ferris. Ferris, yeah. Kendra G, like, do her drop. I was like, mm-hmm. like, she would tell him, like, just who feed to him say, the lines, like, he couldn't read that fucking paper. Yeah. Like, when kids, like, when mm-hmm. kids, like, kid actors, like, they can't read, so, like, you just feed yeah. them the lines because mm-hmm. they can't read yet. Mm-hmm. But um, he said that the teleprompter at the award show, like, he had trouble reading that because, okay, like, we knew that you had literacy problems. Okay, something I did know that he admitted to that was like, oh, wow, like, I mean, and I'll uh, break down later what I felt like that meant. He admitted that when he was younger that he was molested as a child by a family, a family friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I guess like his virginity was taken from him at an early age. And I was like, okay, I didn't know that. And my response to that is no child needs to go through that. And, you know, I feel for it if that did happen. I say it didn't, but like no child should have to go go through that. Yeah, I like I said, I feel for that. However, in the manner in which he was saying it, it sounded like he was trying to garner sympathy. Which is, I'm sure is what he was. And that's for. what it felt like. But my thing that I'll say about that is, um, especially when it's a boy who is being touched or like, you know, 
taking advantage of like grown women because like I have a friend of mine who was saying that a family friend like she touched on him and molested him when he was like six so he was like a little kid but it's like stuff is played for laughs when it's a boy when it's a girl people are outraged but like when you see like all the stuff with like the hot teacher yeah, sleeping with the student for it's like for laughs like I mean I have a son so like if some old ass woman like was with my 11 or 12 year old son this bitch is getting her ass beat like I'm not gonna it's not for laughs it was an episode of Married with Children back it in the 90s it's not for laughs it's not that with Bud Bundy slept with his teacher with his she teacher, was like 40 right? something like yeah grown ass mm-hmm. woman obviously and he was like 18 and or Bud, something yeah. he was younger than he was a high school so, so he probably he might have been 16 17, or whatever about that, yeah, yeah. Like he was still he was in high young, school yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was underage definitely mm-hmm. and it was played for laughs and then like um at some point during the episode they changed teachers i guess other maybe she got fired or she because of the shit yeah right and so then al comes up there to like check the teacher like at first al was playing it like oh yeah you slept with your older teacher and then like i guess I don't know if Peggy told him to do something, but Al went up there to talk. But they had changed teacher, and it was some, like, old lady. Old lady. <laughs> He's like, yeah, like, you really slept with this old bag? He's like, yeah, and she lied about her age. The last time she was 40, he was 1840. 1840. Like, <laughs> but it was all played for laughs. It's all played for laughs. And smashed his um, adult teacher, and he was a yeah. teenage boy. And you see that, like, in cinema time and time again, like, they show, like, okay, like, Stifler's mom, like, yeah, she slept when, with um, Finch. Finch was under, he was, like, yeah. He was like, 17, 17 18. Yeah. yeah, he was no more than 18 because they were seniors, so mm-hmm. they were kids, and she slept with him. But, you like, that would never fly like, if it was um, Stifler's hot dad who slept with, like, a female. That would mm-hmm. that would not fly. People would be there. Or if Jim's dad had slept with one of those girls. With one of the movie, girls. Yeah. It would not have been funny. Smashed um, Tara Reed or somebody on it. Yeah, they would have yeah. came out like, what are you doing? Like, or <laughs> Chris smashed the, the Russian chick. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the Nadia, the ch- yeah, was she Czechoslovakia? Was she Czech? I don't know. Yeah, Czechoslovakia. Well, whatever. She had a Russian on the Volkov. She had like an indecipherable accent. European accent. Eastern European chick. Yeah, like if, if Jim's dad had smashed her. Yeah. Right, it would not have been funny. But um, so when he said that, it's like, okay, like that was something we didn't know. He said that he liked older and younger women. He said that, and I'm like, I side-eyed when he said that. I'm like, okay, I was like, I'm I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. But he's like, yeah, I mean, I like, because he was trying to say, I just like women. I like older and younger women. Never once seen you mess with an older woman. <laughs> Where are these older women at? The one, the one girl who wrote the thing, she was actually a grown woman. One, sure she wasn't older though. (laughs) No, she was just she was like twenty. We older, I think somebody like his own age, right? His own age. No, it's never somebody. It's never somebody his own age. Yeah, it's never. Like I've dated older women. I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. he hasn't though. No, but um, so when he said that, I'm like, okay. What else did he say? He talked about his um. About his, another thing that was like, okay, like, this is unfortunate, but another one, Garvin Sympathy. He talked about that. He signed away all his publishing, basically. I heard about that line. And that, that's a thing that happens to, this is a lesson for you young, especially you young black males. If you want to get into the music industry, um, know how to read a contract. Have a good lawyer. Have a good accountant. Somebody that you trust, basically. Yeah. yeah. Have somebody, not your cousin Ray Ray. Have somebody right, who knows what they're unless doing. Unless he's an attorney. Right. Or have somebody who knows what they are doing because you will get screwed on stuff because, like, you, you, give, you give somebody this contract. First of all, he's not a good reader. So he doesn't know how to read all this jargon there. Even half of the jargon, like, we don't understand. You put, yeah, you just sign right terms, here. Right? Yeah. Sign right here and you get this million dollar contract. Yeah, all this lawyer jargon. And knowing that, like, 
R. Kelly's way were made way more, more than, than a million. million it's like, yeah, but you just... hand this contract to mm-hmm. this poor black kid from the South Side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. A million dollars is the most money that you've ever seen in your entire mm-hmm. life. So you see that? Ever. Like, all I got to do is sign here and it's mine. It's like, yeah, yeah, a million? Right okay. Here. Yeah. <laughs> all publishing gone. Then he talked about that's the reason why he's touring because basically he's like, I have no I money. I talk about that all the time. It's I have like, no money. A lot of these older cats, they're not touring because of, for the love. Right. They need the money. They need the money. Like I always say, like, B.B. King toured right up to his death. He, he was 90-something. It's yeah. like, yeah, like, because, you know, like, back in his day, really, like, they got screwed, they screwed on them, them deals. Yeah. They got, like, the, the Mickey Mouse contracts mm-hmm. in that B.B. King era. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they had to go out on tour to make money. Right. Because, like, yeah, you totally broke at that age. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, like, all you do is, like, you know, I'll get up here, play this guitar, yeah, make this money. Mm-hmm. And then depending on what type of lifestyle you have, what's, what your lifestyle is. Like, you know, if you're into, like, gambling or if you're into mm-hmm. drugs or... Yeah. Um, you live that fast just life. Just buying stuff. Or you just like things. You just like stuff. And as a like musician that. and, like, entertainment, you're independent contractor. So these mm-hmm. cats, they don't have pensions. No. They don't have retirement. No. They got to go out and make that money. Right. No 401k. Yeah, they don't have 401k. Yeah. It's like they don't have <laughs> money that they can just sit on. It's right. like, yeah, that's just going... They going they're not just going to get a check every month. Like, which even a small why, check, they're not going to even get that. you need to go out and hire you people who are... You need to hire a financial advisor... A good attorney, a good accountant, and then have your manager. So you need at least those four people. Mm-hmm. At least you need that. Um, you need that you base, be, especially when you're making successful. a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. You got to have your team. Mm-hmm. And then, got like to. you know, for lessons, if you want to have, like, this is where you can maybe do like Ray Ray. If you know somebody like an image consultant, maybe you can hire Ray Ray for that as your mm-hmm. image consultant because they're just basically making sure that. You look good for the public eye, mm-hmm. but like the other stuff that's like the business stuff, you All need that to money make sure. Stuff, like they should be like legit, right? You need to make sure mm-hmm. that your people know what they're doing, because like these people get screwed. So he did get screwed out of his publishing, and then he talked about how they're trying to mute. You know, they're muting his music. He talked about that. Because so the whole like, Spotify thing, which Spotify mm-hmm. isn't really muting his music. You could go on your Spotify right now, type in R. Kelly, and like all his albums are They're there. Just not promoting they just re- it. And they just removed him from any playlist. That's right. the thing. That's mm-hmm. what, like, I hate fake news. Because, like, me, like, me, just like you, um, we, like, we deal in facts. Mm-hmm. And, like, when this first came out, it was like, yeah, like, yeah. So they pulling all of R. Kelly's music. That's not true. They ain't pull um, Elvis's music or whatever the fuck they said. It's like whoever uh, they said. Yeah. It was like Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lula. They didn't pull his yeah, music. It's like, they didn't pull R. Kelly's music either. Let's right. be honest. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. They're just not promoting <laughs> yeah, it Yeah. They, they took him off of their playlist, but right. every album is there. Like, mm-hmm. every one of them you can listen to right, right now. Type in R. Kelly. Like, all of that shit comes up. Mm-hmm. And then what else did you talk about? Oh, he said basically the sex cult thing was some bullshit. He said that it's not true. Like, you know, basically, like, yeah, silly rabbit, you'll believe anything you hear. Like, basically, he tried to, like, silly rabbit that. All these girls are lying. He silly rabbit it. Yeah, I was just like. That one, um, I wasn't there, obviously, but, um, I heard, I know people that used to go to R. Kelly's house. Mm. You know, that that big ass house. um, Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Mm hmm. I know, I know it was like I'm, out there in South Suburbs. I'm thinking yeah. of two girls off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, I know it was out there in the South well. Suburbs. One yeah. of them I think you met. It's like, yeah, I'm thinking that they went to this house before. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. I said, it's, it's something there. I don't know what though. Like sex, I wasn't there. So I don't right. know if it's a sex cult or not. But mm-hmm. um, it's something there. It's like what? Yeah, like I said, I was never there. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can say that about something myself. Something went down at that house. <laughs> I was never there. But um, okay, so he mentioned that. And then he tried to silly rabbit it. 
And then he also mentioned briefly, he was like, they're trying to do to me what they did to Cosby. So he threw in Bill. Tried to tie in Cosby. He tried to tie in Cosby. And then, with this also, he Has Cosby Kelly been charged with anything? No. That's the difference. Cosby was charged. You weren't charged with shit. So, like, just apples and oranges. It's like Cosby um, was actually charged with a crime. This is just people are just accusing R. Kelly of weird shit. It's like two different things. So, like, you're not on. And they're just starting to build more and more the accusations. Yeah, they might get something out of it eventually. But right now, it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think R. Kelly's been charged. He was charged back the the video. That was Mm -hmm. way before Cosby. But what's the thing that we've always said where there's smoke, there's fire, usually. And we've always maintained that. Did he talk about that fucking video at all? He left that alone, if I remember, because I only listened to it one time. I think he left that alone, and then oh, and I'm um, a reason why he probably left it alone because um, lawyer can't, you know, no, no purposes. not only that, but um, in the court, in the court of law, like we're not talking about public opinion, the court of law, like he didn't do that. He right. was he was acquitted. Right. People forget so. that the car charge wasn't dropped. Like the jury, like saw the video, looked yeah. at the evidence, and said, like, nah, he's he's they not did, guilty. Uh, they did. They did. Acquitted. Robert Kelly's not, not guilty. guilty. They yeah. did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To. Yeah, he was acquitted for that one. So was that him foreshadowing his future? No, nah, that was him talking about all the bullshit because I um, said, was he foreshadowing? Because like that case well, wasn't old, out, that case my, wasn't out yet. My old classmate talked about that. So I might well, whose name I mentioned on this podcast. Okay, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to keep promoting that. Like I don't right. know, like she's no, like that was a long time that was ago. A long time like ago, right. she, she's these are real people. People forget, like right. Mm-hmm. This girl might have a family, might have kids that might hear this. <laughs> so right. like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to mention her name again, but her name's out there. Like, yeah. my wife. and she talked about that every time she heard that song, it like made her stick sick to her stomach. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, so she knew like she knew that it was, he was like taunting his head. That's why I like to see like foreshadowing, like really being like you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah, like. Mm-hmm. But that's the sign of like a narcissist or yeah. like a sociopath. Like they because that song was like when um. What's Best funny is, worlds was out. Yeah, yeah, this was before, like I said, the the fucking sex tape. That's so. why like, so was he foreshadowing? That's why like, was he foreshadowing? Maybe he, he foreshadowing? I know Jay Z was in that song. He was talking about the shit with Un. Yeah, with Un when he stabbed Un. Yeah, which Jay admitted to that. Yeah, I stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, and like Jay, I think um. Did they settle? I think he might have like pleaded out, pled out on. I don't know. Like, um, don't quote me on this. Like, no contest. He might have pled out on that. So, I think like, he did so no that's contest, why. Yeah. So basically, he could talk about it in the song. Like, yeah, yeah, I stabbed. Him. I think that's what His he did. Like in my shit. It's like yeah. So yeah. yeah. So he admitted to what he did. That's why I'm song. like, I think that R. Kelly may have been foreshadowed because, like, mm-hmm. that's why. Um, when best because best of all world came out when I was in college, and then and like, it was around the same time as when that video. And then up. the bootleg version, because like I had the bootleg version because mm-hmm. I was in college, I was poor. I had the bootleg version, and then they took off the "Come to Daddy" because like right. Before, they removed a couple of songs. They removed from a couple the, of songs because "Come to Daddy" and like two others were yeah. taken off of the real. Because that "Come to Daddy" was like mm-hmm. it just sounded like a grooming song, mm-hmm. like the way that he was singing, the way that it is. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look good. That's why when the stuff I think the two songs thing, I know yeah. for sure they took off. They took Come to off. Daddy and then I can't think of the name, but the one that went, Hold up, wait a minute. Stop when he said Cisco's album flopped, that one. Oh that yeah. One that was one was removed from the that final one, product yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Project too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that one was removed. It just tastes such. Probably, the whole <laughs> album was, wasn't the best. And at the time, like those were two of my favorite. I, I still consider Jay the, the goat, the and like and R. Kelly, like was like the goat to me of R and B at that time. Mm-hmm. And like the album just didn't work. Right. And he's like these two. Like sometimes, like the sum is not greater than the parts. Like yeah, you it's put not. these two together, and it's just like 
It's almost like the Carters. It's like like J and B are better separate than together. It's like yeah. It's like yeah. You put like these two great. It seems like it's gonna be like um, magical, but it just didn't work. You put Jupiter with Saturn. It's gonna. It's like no, Jupiter and Saturn is not gonna work together. It's Mm -hmm. not. It didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, so okay. So then he talked about uh oh. Then he threw up another thing. He said about like. Hugh Hefner, he mentioned Hugh Hefner's name. Which a lot of people have mentioned. And this is where I go. And I don't like, like talking about the Hugh Hefner because like he's dead. All, he's, he's not here dead, to like yeah. defend himself. So like, Anybody I, can say somebody dead did some shit. So That's why I do, anything I talk about with somebody dead, I take with a grain of salt yeah. because they're not here to give their defend side. Themselves, yeah. You could say they did any fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So like I don't like bringing that in because like, he's not here anymore. Because you can so revisit like the past that, and make it... Yeah. Appealing to your yeah. outview. Revisionist history, they call yeah, that revisionist shit. History. Like, there yeah, you go, you can do that. That's why I don't like talking like with dead people because like he can't he can't he can't speak. But I just face palm because the thing he said about Hefner because he was saying basically how he died as being the man, um, and he had a hundred women, and you know just basically being like, oh, he's glorified, but I'm being a lot of people crucified. Didn't like, didn't like, and like that. that's what he was like. He wasn't really glorified like, by everybody. He wasn't, and then the thing about it is that I've always maintained when people like like I said revisionist history. Like I know um. Like, like a lot of women's group, like a lot of people, yeah, like he wasn't glorified. Wasn't yeah, like you have to wasn't this glorified hero that everybody's That's making him out think. to be now. Like, you know, because he was like you know being throughout his whole career, everybody shitted on him. He was after. basically like, being like you know like he was viewed as selling being, sex is like he yeah, was he was viewed as being the man like and that, being that. the man and this and that. But my thing that I've always maintained is, and even when the stuff when R. Kelly first started coming back out about his sex cult and all that stuff. Couple of years or last when year, let's first say, said, yeah, year last year, like right around after when Hef died, right after Hef died, and then the stuff started coming about coming out about R. Kelly. Yeah, that was just coincidental. It, it was happening to be coincidental. When, um, the R. Kelly stuff hit the fan around the same time he had to die. But people kept on saying about Hef because people kept on trying, like some of let's, us. Let's be honest, some black, of, black, some people, of us, yeah. like I said, some of us, which I'm going to get to, like because I have some people in my yeah, time we, they, we get in social media like yeah they were and, um, saying with name and name well i am i can't speak for you i'm naming this is what names. they were saying they were saying well and they, i hate when black people do this when they do this type of well hef did so as heifer you know was having sex with young girls but then we gonna have a fit because r kelly having sex with younger first of all it's apples and oranges first of all let's not do stuff that white people do like i was just about to say this, right? do, you, do you want to be white that's exactly. what I, I challenge the whole test make, with that. Yes, you say you want to be white because right. you want to. You copy everything you do, and you do it yeah. because white people say it. Exactly. So obviously, you want to be white. So who's really the coon? <laughs> like your whole life, you base your entire existence on what white people do. Right. I don't do that. You do it. every time right. we bring something mm-hmm. up. You bring white people into it. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you must want to be white. Right? Like, does it make like, it right the white, because the white man do it? So I's gonna do it too. <laughs> it's like. Coon, yeah. Who's the real coon? Yeah. You don't want that one to be white. Yeah, I got this card. Like that Hotep card. I got they that. Say that. And like I'm they like, had so... a, they, they may have a um they had a little joker. I got my big joker nah, on that. You paste it on, on my forehead. So yeah, you must want to be white because you always talking about what white folks do. So when they say that, I'm like, okay, so I'm like, so white people do it. That's my first thing. White people do. It. Okay. But then let's break down. I'm like, okay, even if we strip away the whole race thing. To the best of my knowledge, and I'm saying to the I don't know everything, but to the best of my knowledge, all the girls of the Playboy Mansion were at least eighteen. 
So while it may be disgusting for a 70-year-old to have sex with an 18-year-old, it's legal. Nothing illegal about that. It's nothing illegal about it. It's just like it. with the um the case with R. It's Kelly's moral tape. Police. It's moral police. You could be yeah, like, okay, In a court of disgusting. public opinion, you might be guilty, but in a court of law, you're not guilty. Right, because she's 18. Law and public opinion are two different right. things. Like I said, with the R. Kelly court case tape, is with the mm-hmm. tape, it's like, um, yeah, we, a lot of us saw that tape and it was fucked up, but... um. In the court of law, R. Kelly did nothing wrong because he was acquitted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a jury of um twelve said that he didn't do jury it. Of his so that's all we can go by. It's like it. yeah, it's like we cannot like the decision, but mm-hmm. yeah, according to the law, R. Kelly is not guilty not of any guilty crime. Of yeah. Any crime. It's like the tape was so fucked but up, but he fact, didn't. Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. know of girls who were underage. That has sex with I know him. one hundred percent that's settled out of yes. care. Yeah, I know personally. This is not hearsay. The like girl some girl who, I, who I, he urinated on the tape, like she was underage. That's the one that um for whatever reason the jury just yeah. shook their head and said nope. And then Aaliyah was fifteen when he married her. You can find their um marriage certificate, certificate right now. Right now, you go get it. You go you make go a to, photocopy uh, of it right downtown now. Downtown City Hall. You go to City Hall and get a copy. Yeah, mm-hmm, might have to pay a few dollars, but like Robert get a copy Kelly, of it right now. Aaliyah Houghton, uh, uh, eighteen. It says, but she lied about her age. She mm-hmm. was only fifteen, but she said eighteen so she could get married. And a little before it, I say go back to the um the nineteen ninety one R Kelly hit vibe, and he clearly says little cute <sighs> Aaliyah's got, got that vibe. vibe. Let's do the math. 1991, Aaliyah was 12 she years was old. 12. She was born in 79. Because she, she's two years older than me. She was 12. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. Like, when you listen back to it, it's and like. It's so creepy the way he says it, too. Like, little cute little Aaliyah. Little cute Aaliyah. And I think about how I look when I was 12. Like, I wore ponytails. So Aaliyah it's like. Aaliyah look, physically looked a lot like you. Aaliyah looked like, like me back, back there. Right. right, when she was 12. Like, you know, the glass, you know, like the pony, the puffy hair and stuff. The skinny little flat chested girl. Yeah, with ponytail. <laughs> yeah, like, Aaliyah looked like that. That's how I look back there. So it's like she got that vibe. It just sounds even creepier. It does. Kelly was damn near thirty then. He was a grown man. He was like twenty five then. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was a grown ass man. Super grown man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he wasn't like he wasn't like twenty grown. He was like twenty five. He was very Mm -hmm. grown, and she was like twelve. So. He actually says, we're not making this yeah, shit up. Yeah, we're not making it up. If you guys want to listen, go listen. listen. right now. It's in the end. Someone you shout out all the girls that... Um, Karen's got, got that vibe. Melissa's got, got that. Whatever. Says, and at the says, end, little cute little Aaliyah's, Aaliyah's got, got that, that vibe. vibe. Little cute Aaliyah. It, yeah. And I just like, I just cringed when I heard that because I was like, oh my God, like that is not cute. To me, was that the moment when public announcement said we can't fuck with this dude anymore? No. <laughs> was that the song? <laughs> So then he tried to shout out Euclid Gray and um, Felony <laughs> and like and the other cats whose names cat. I don't remember. Yet. <laughs> so then he tried to like play it like um like yeah like Pef is you know like he died being the man and like mm. you know this but I'm like to the best of my knowledge all the girls that have all the Playboy mate all the playmates had to be at least eighteen to mm. be in that house so. I mean, I've heard stories about the Playboy, but I mean, because like, yeah, it's all here. Because like, yeah, uh, Kendra here. wrote her book, Kendra Wilkinson, and um, oh, Holly Hank Basket. Yeah, <laughs> and Ooh, then that's a whole another. That's a whole another. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> and then Holly, uh, what's her name, Madison? I think. I think so. Bridget was the only one who didn't like write anything, okay. but those two wrote him something mm-hmm. about it. And then uh, another. Those the ones that were prominently featured on the TV show. Yeah. Those three. Bridget Marquardt, that was yeah. her name. Yeah. Bridget, um, Kendra, Kendra and, and Holly. the other girl, Holly. Yeah. yeah. They were like prominently featured. Yeah, because Holly was There's like other the main girl. Those other girls on that show. Holly was the main, main. Those girlfriend. are the three that were prominently featured right. on the show, mm-hmm. the reality show. Yeah. But then, um, 
So then the thing that really just made me go like, the you know, the Kevin Hart meme where he's looking like, with his mouth open, like mm-hmm. when he's doing the stand-up and he's like, uh. Like, my my face did this when he said the, basically, like, for parents, like, you know, like he did the I'm a flirt thing, but talked about it in uh, a dark way. Cause he I said, told you I got chastised because of he that. Said, don't bring, he said, don't bring your daughter to me talking about you want her to get a record deal and then now you try to flip mm. it and sue me but it's like what does that sound like you like okay so don't bring your cute underage daughter to me and be mad if I fuck it I mean I'm just saying like, that's what it sounded like to me that, that, that's what it felt like to me cause he was trying to make it be like people were just trying to do a money grab like you know they bring it and then they make up these stories that's what he tried to present as if they're just doing a money grab it's like no but too many people I say, like, I mean, I think that on both ends it's wrong because, like, if you I look at this totally different because it's wrong because it's when like I was in high school, I had a, the, the girl up to the mm-hmm. class and she told us then that R. Kelly was, was her, her boyfriend. boyfriend, and like we thought she was full of shit because, like, you don't know no R. Kelly, mm-hmm. he's a he's an international celebrity, like, you had thought it's like, well, mm-hmm. that word wasn't out yet then. It's like, but we he like clown her and shit. Here. It's like, yeah, you just, mm-hmm. yeah, a regular basic broad. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. But and then when that came out years later, and you put her, her picture in the Sun-Times, like, hell no, she bad. was telling the fucking yeah. truth. But, I mean, she it's told us that she was messing with R. Kelly like, then. If, if parents do, because, like, at this point now, people know that he's a creep. At this point. It's a well-documented fact that, I'm sorry, but he's a creep. I don't, mm-hmm. You Kells fans, whatever. My opinion, he's a creep. So it's like, if you know that this guy is a creep, but then you know that you have, like, yeah, my little my sixteen year old daughter is cute and stuff, but she can sing a little bit. Mm. I'm gonna bring her to R. Kelly, and you know, if he touch on her, it's okay. But I want my daughter to be a star. Yeah, because there is some parents out there like that. And, so um, they you, want they want they it so want bad that so they put their um kids ass on the line, literally. Yeah, yeah. pimp out yeah. their child. <laughs> they put their kids ass on the line, literally. <laughs> we know who did that. <laughs> who pimped out their kids? <laughs> <laughs> but. No, though, it's like they'll pip out their kids and do that. But it's like, you're wrong on both ends. Because it's like, you want to start him so bad. And then, obviously, he's a creep. So, he's just taking free ass. So, mm-hmm. that's just what I got out of him when he said the thing about, like, yeah, don't honest, bring your daughter to me. girls aren't ugly, too. Like, yeah. yeah don't cute, bring your yeah. daughter to me if you, like, and then you try to sue me later. And then, the most damning thing, the last part of the song, he talks about, basically, like, he should be viewed as, like, a person who can... Talk about his story because he survived this and that, and he should be able to, you know, be a uh, because he's like a lot is going on in Chicago, which it is. It's a lot of stuff yeah. going on in our city all the time. But he was saying that he should be used as like a person that could be like a role model, basically for the kids. He basically said that mm-hmm. at the end of the song, saying that you, I can use my voice, and then I can. You know, motivate the kids. He said something about the kids, and I'm looking like you want to still keep on talking about kids and your R. Kelly. Who is your PR person? Mm. Who is your P? Like, no, just walk away. Walk away. Don't talk about kids. Keep kids out your mouth, R. Kelly. Just, just keep kids out your mouth. Up. You know what I mean? Okay, I I commend him for the okay. You know, you can't read. You own that. Okay, like yes, I I can't read. Like, now you can't make fun of me. Say I can't read. I know I can't yeah, read. Mom, and guess what? I'm trying. Signed, to get... I signed a shitty deal, so I. Don't and guess what? I'm trying to get help yeah. about me and my reader. I'm trying to get help to learn how to read. 
He's like, and um, I gotta, I gotta make a living for myself. So like, um, so when, when you say mute R. Kelly's tour, like you're actually taking money out of my pocket. And I'm, I'm already broke from record sales. And like, I'm already signed a shitty deal back in the day. Because karma's getting my ass now. Mm-hmm. And then even the part about him being sexually abused. Okay, we need to have an open conversation about that because D. Ray talked about. Black men. Yeah, D. Ray even talked about it because I think he lost his virginity at like eight or nine years old by two mm-hmm. grown women. But like it's played for like oh you know you and just you know, yeah. know what I know about D Ray that makes sense because like mm-hmm. D Ray I don't know him now but um back he was savage back in the history kind of back in his his GCI days like he back when we knew him like yeah. D Ray was like fucking anything that moved is like mm-hmm. like D Ray like it makes sense because like a lot of times if you were abused you would end up um and that's a double and that's a double edge of the story yeah. because yeah. like. Abuse can happen too, where it can either make you really withdrawn, especially with women. I've seen women become really withdrawn after a sexual abuse, or I've seen it the other way, or you can become very promiscuous because you yeah. think that, oh, this happened to me because I must be fast, so I'm just gonna own it and just be out there. So that's one or two things that can happen. And that's what D Ray was. Like either you're withdrawn back. or you're liberated, you're very sexually liberated. And this is D Ray. Like, it's like 2001 or two. It's like mm-hmm. a long time. Like Barbershop like, when he was yeah, first 2000, at Yeah, 2000, 2001, like early 2000s, mm-hmm. like when we knew D Ray. Like, so I, I can't speak on him now. He could mm-hmm. be a different person, but well, he did back have a reality then, show he, he had two girlfriends. So, well, we that's it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we do need to have that open dialogue about that about sexual assault. We need to have that. And let's talk about um. I said I was gonna name names. Katrina mm-hmm. is like um a really good friend of mine. It's like oh uh, oh okay. Yes, I won't say her last name, but yeah, <laughs> she's one of my Facebook friends. Katrina, like she works with me, so y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Those that know me, <laughs> she said not stating that R. Kelly was or is right, but there are tons of celebrities who interacted with young girls, and that she did like oh, we just did Elvis, Jerry D. Lewis, Woody Allen, Celine Dion's deceased husband, and a few there are a lot of celebrities who had their eyes on young girls but waited until she was 18 jay-z and russell simmons to name a few i guess it's something about um kimura and beyonce Beyonce. possibly yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. there are some parents who consented and knowingly allowed these young ladies to have their fun while there were other young girls who snuck around yeah i don't know i have more thoughts on it but i know i will offend so i'll leave it where it is (laughs) okay well let's make it personal so because, okay, like you said, like when I was that age, like Aaliyah and I kind of favored a little bit when I was, when we were like younger. Mm-hmm. So you always wanted to be a DJ. Let's say that R. Kelly met you and then he saw me and then R. Kelly was like, hey, can I talk to your sister? Would yeah. you have been like, okay, go in there, Naeem, so I could yeah, be famous. I'm on tour with R. Kelly. Would you have I done that? Because like at the time you were not. trying to get your DJ on. I was mm-hmm. underage. Would you have just pushed me in R. Kelly's direction? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You would not have done that. So that's bullshit. When people be like, the, once again, she that's says, bullshit. yeah, yeah. And in, in all parentheses, <laughs> these ladies aren't as innocent as people think. And people do that, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, like even on to catch a prayer, they're like the guys when they try to be like, well, she was emailing me and this and that. She was kept on provoking me and this and that. You are the adult, and that is the child. It doesn't matter if a 13-year-old or 14-year-old sends you text messages of her in a bra and panties. Mm. You are the adult. And um, You are the adult. It doesn't matter. You're the adult. You know how to make the adult decision. Here's Walk a, away. Here's somebody you know pretty well as well, too. Like, oh, I'm David now. I'm, I'm going to hurt some feelings. Mm. Whoever hears this podcast. <laughs> My guy, Nell Seven, he got in on this oh, conversation. Oh, no. Yeah. No, not 
no, not said now. there's enough blame to go around. We blame people enough. We need to start blaming and start healing and start forgiving. We're all victims, but we keep blaming R. Kelly and um they don't R. Kelly don't have to beg women, so why do everybody blame him for liking what he see? Like, come on now. Like, not you know, under it. Underage <laughs> is not. And especially if you have a if you have a daughter. I, know, I think Nell has daughters. Like, like my friend. I know he got uh, kids. I'm not I, My I friend uh, who I mentioned last week, Dos Lotto, because, like, he's hilarious because he just hates the whole thing with R. Kelly because, like, he's going in because, like, he's trying to get unfriended by people because he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, how you support this sicko and this and that. He says, so you just a special kind of He said, especially if you got daughters. He's like, you a special kind of stupid. Like, he's just going in. Cause he's like he's trying to get offended by everybody who's still an R. Kelly fan, so he just be putting mm. savage shit on his page trying to get offended. And probably the most ridiculous <laughs> shit I see is um Oak Summers. He's on my page. It's like oh god. He says statutory rape is a stupid law anyway because it only exists so old maids can have access to men with means and older women don't have to compete with younger and pretty women. It's a dating Ponzi scheme. Oak Summers. So find some, him on Facebook so right now. Somebody. So a 15-year-old can consent to sex with a 30-year-old is what mm. you're saying. I hope he doesn't have any daughters or nieces or mm. cousins or anything like that because mm. it's different when that shoe is on that foot. It's it, Oh, my. And I just put a hashtag on this whole long thing. Like, my only contribution to this conversation was hashtag fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> So now responded to me, say, Oz, you know, I'm not going to even let nobody mean nobody speak bad about R. Kelly and Kanye West. I ain't say nothing about Kanye. <laughs> yeah. And then Katrina says, I'm going to defend them brothers mainly because I understand what they're both dealing with mentally. It's like, come on. <laughs> I still say fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, you do have to. I mean, I do believe that it is something that he does need to seek out and talk to somebody professional about i do believe he has his demons but he still has to have ownership like this this is not a pass like yes he needs help once again but we, i'm not pass. giving him a pass he does not get a pass he um, needs help but he does not get a pass at all no no passes for me don amari taco he posted yeah he married a 15 year old stop defending this dude yeah it's like and Katrina yeah. responded, "It's like, yeah, like um, I clearly stated that um, he's not right, but um, remember Jerry Lee Lewis married a fourteen year old. Once again, like you got to bring white people into this right. shit again. And he married his cousin. Then he so, married yeah. his cousin too. So I mean, so we gonna marry our cousins now? And we talking about R. Kelly? <laughs> we talking about R. Kelly? Gives a fuck about dead, Jerry right? Lee Lewis? Yeah, <laughs> I believe dead, so. Right? And I hate talking about dead people because of that because they not here to like give right. me a sign." So, like, they're dead. It's like, they're they getting their karma right now. That's why I don't like talking about dead people. You're in the ground rotting somewhere and shit. Yeah. Like, let's just <laughs> move on. Like, let's... <sighs> mm. Like, stop defending stuff that's already, like, that's been heavily documented. It's been heavily proven. You know, it's like, these women all can't be lying. They cannot all be lying. My guy LJ is another big R. Kelly defender. He wasn't in this conversation. I definitely wanted to read this thread. There's a lot of idiots in this fucking thread. Like I know I'm hurting feelings with that, but it's, it's but a lot of idiots. It, in this like thread. I said, me having a chi- me having children, me having a, a daughter. daughter like I'm like I can't even imagine like if R. Kelly came onto your daughter, you'd be ready to kill this no, dude. Be, Come on. Well, I might be talking to Marcus behind glass like yeah. that. Yeah, I would be talking to Marcus behind <laughs> glass. Like, I, yeah. So, I, it's... <sighs> mm. 
I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I get like supporting Chi Town, Chi Town all day. Supporting Chi, supporting but, Black. I get black, that, but, but um, come on, it's like. But after a certain point, it's bigger than Black and shit. It is after a certain point. And as Black, we gotta hold um our people to the same standards we hold others to. Exactly. We should be the first, like, holding them up to that standard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that's some bullshit. Dude. Right. You don't get a pass. Like, I'm sorry about all the stuff that happened in your past that made you to who you are. And you do need to get help. You need some sort of help. But you don't get a pass. You don't. Mm. <laughs> you don't get a pass. You don't. It's like, I think we're going to call this episode Rape Culture because it's like, a lot of rapiness that went on this week. It is. And, um, speaking of, um, one of R. Kelly's biggest detractors, um... Charlemagne, Sha- yeah, mm. even going through his demons. Now. I had yeah. that because, mm. like, this stems back to a case. Like, once again, he was a, a 2001 case is when all this started. Like, early in his radio mm. career, I think he was like 20 something then. Like, um, and we're fans of Charlemagne. Yeah, here. loved yeah. his book. Yeah, his um, Black Privilege. I haven't yeah. read Great yet, book. but I do yeah. like. I do follow his um. His stuff, like you know, I watch the videos from the Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club when they come the up. clips they post on the And YouTube. he's a fellow yeah. Cancerian. Yeah. Like just turned son. forty years yeah, old. Just turned forty, yeah. so but yeah, go on with the Charlemagne. Uh when I saw that I was like, because this is how I saw the thread. People were talking about R. Kelly and then when I saw his name pop up, I was like, What is Charlemagne gotta do with it? And then when I did my research, I saw I was like, Oh no, I was like, not you too, Charlemagne. Yeah. No. But yeah, it started of a case back in 2001, early in his career, and um, mm-hmm. he was still doing radio in South Carolina, and mm. um, he was um, Is that where he's from. Yeah, okay. he's from South Carolina. He was in mm-hmm. his hometown doing radio back then, and um, he went to some party, and um, it was like similar to the Tupac cases, like a girl um got drunk and then said that she was raped by guys and Charlamagne was one of the guys there. One of the guys that got accused. Just like a bunch of guys there. And like mm-hmm. something probably did happen with that girl. Like um um Charlamagne said he left by then so I give him the benefit of the doubt. I say mm-hmm. he wasn't involved in that, but somebody probably did fuck that girl at that party, right. one of his boys and maybe mm-hmm. it's like some something happened. But um sorry she accused Charlamagne now like coming back out of it because um Earlier this year, like last year, Charlemagne was on his um Brilliant Idiots podcast shout out, which I listen to all the time mm-hmm. anyway. Charlemagne and comedian Andrew Schultz, mm-hmm. they have a dope podcast. They kind of inspired me to like do this podcast, right. it's like because mm-hmm. they just sit around talking shit, much like we do on ours. <laughs> <laughs> so like I listen to theirs. Is all what we do. And on the podcast, is like he basically admitted saying that he raped his wife like the first, the first time, time they had were sex. Yeah, I, this yeah. is like um. A couple of years ago on his podcast, I want to say, like, he had mentioned that, you know, right. like, stuff stays on the internet forever. Right. And mm. so he basically talked, he said, like, um, because like, he was dating there for a long time, which I could relate. Like, a like, year. He said they dated for a year and they hadn't had sex yet. I could relate to that because, yeah. like, my ex fiance, like, we went out. I, I, I won't say went out. I knew her for about two years before we even did anything because we were just friends at first. Mm-hmm. So I could relate on, like, not doing something with somebody right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And he said one day she got drunk and like passed out and it's like and um they had sex and then he asked her after like yeah like was that rape mm-hmm. she's like oh well technically yes it's like it's like so um it basically like his confession to like raping his wife mm-hmm. the first time they and had then sex. she was saying and then she tried to retract it later yeah because they called like, her on a breakfast club mm-hmm. like when um when his story hit the blogs 
you know, because mm-hmm. everybody was talking about it. Right. So, like, Envy and Ye is like, well, let's, we got to put your wife on the air. Like, at first, I watched, like, when Envy put his wife on the air with the Eric Amina shit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's much like that. It's, it felt very much similar to that. Mm-hmm. So, they put Charlemagne's wife on the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Charlemagne asked her, like, yeah, so did I rape you the first time? And on that, this time, she says no. And she said that she was, uh, she said I was drunk. She said, but I was still taking off my pants. He's like, I knew what I was doing or mm-hmm. whatever she said. So um, that's that gray area. Yeah. Once again, which is why I say all the time, dating sucks. Is like because you mm-hmm. never know. It's like a, dating fucking sucks. It's like, <laughs> so just hearing that. So I what do like, you think about the whole thing? Because this is like messy. Because then this came, then they brought up the old two thousand one yeah. case again. It's like so like you got a pattern. Like maybe he is a rapist. It's, it's like, just and messy. a lot of Starman got a lot of haters. So like you he know does. like they people see this. People that don't like him are gonna jump all over this and shit to try to bring black him man, down. Like not be a funny, but if you are a black man in America and successful, if you rape, yeah. and if you rape a woman, yeah. they will destroy mm-hmm. you. Don't let it be a woman. If it's a woman of a different race, there you mm-hmm. your ass is nailed to the wall. Yeah. If it's so a black with woman, I believe both of them because his wife is black, right. and then the um accuser, the two thousand one accuser, was black as well too. Black, so I'm like sure, that's yeah. why um it hasn't hit the fan. Not the being funny, that. but they don't care about our little black girls. They Absolutely. don't care about that's why R. Kelly is exactly not up because yeah, all of his women that, having um, a little white girl. Girls, like, and nobody mentions that thing is like right. with R. Kelly. The reason why R. Kelly is not in handcuffs is like because like, black girls. These are like black girls that he's accused of um of. Right. Uh, Preying on little poor black girls mm-hmm. add that adjective to yeah. it. So that's a big thing. Why R. Kelly is like mm-hmm. the people look the other way because of that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Just black women in general, like we're like always viewed as hypersexual anyway. So it's mm-hmm. like you were like even like back in uh, like I said, I hate going back, but like slavery times, like you know, it's like you were viewed as being the Jezebel mm-hmm. like that because it's like you know, like you. You put your ass out there for my husband to rape you, and now I'm going to whip you. Like the wives of the slave owners oh, yeah. beat the slave because it's like they were mad because their husbands were having forget, sex with back them. Back in the slavery times, women didn't have equal rights as well, yeah. too. So like they couldn't stand up to their husbands. So who are they going to take it out on? The slave, the slave. bro. They're going to take it I out. I mean, we her. saw it portrayed, uh, portrayed in 12 Years a Slave. Oh, when, with um, Patsy. Like, yeah, Sarah they, she hated, um, Paulson mm-hmm, is her name. Yeah, yeah. she uh, was beating up Lupita. Mm-hmm. Like, every time she did something, like, she just mm-hmm. she just took out everything on Lupita. And then when they show later in the movie, mm-hmm. it's like, that's why she doesn't like her. Because you know, mm-hmm. obviously, your husband is sleeping with her and there's nothing you can do about it. I got the exact quote that Charlemagne so. said on his Brilliant Idiots podcast. Mm-hmm. He said, me and my wife hung out one Saturday night and she got sloppy drunk and passed out in my mama's house and I got the pussy. And then he said, um, she was like throwing it back at me, but she was really drunk. So then he asked her, um, like recently after years mm-hmm. later, after they got married, he was like, yo, um, did I rape you the first time we had sex? And she says, I mean, in hindsight, yeah, it's like so. She admitted, like, in that conversation, the private conversation, right. but publicly on the Breakfast Club, she didn't, though, when um, right. they called her and put her on. So, that's that goofy-ass gray area, which is why I say, like, it's, it, it dating, dating sucks. Because shit does. like that can happen. Like, even if, like, um, if y'all are intoxicated, and even if she's into it, like, she might change her mind the next day. It's like, no, nah, I didn't really mean to do that. Right. I shouldn't have did that. And you're fucked now. It's like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. fucked. You might have fucked her, but you're the one that's fucked. Right. Mm. Unless everybody just, like, don't make decisions when you're drunk, men and women. Let's just not do anything. Mm. <laughs> We're both drunk. Let's just 
stay away from each other. Cause uh, you got anything else to add to that? Uh, to the rape culture. Cause it's like, yeah, we, we, we gonna get a whole rape uh, culture episode. <laughs> what else you got yet? <laughs> almost. Uh, we can move from there. We can shift gears a little bit. Uh, from rape culture. Well, uh, well, I'll go here from rape culture to race culture. We'll okay. <laughs> go with some race culture. Maybe that'll be the title, race and rape culture. Yeah. I think that's the name, <laughs> race and rape culture. Because yeah. I got some good stuff on race. Because stuff. apparently, um, Coupon Carl has a cousin. Okay. <laughs> it's a coupon. Ch- it's a coupon chat out there. <laughs> I haven't heard about this dude. Okay, so you know that. Well, for people who don't know, I used to be a, a couponer. I need to get back into it because my stockpile is getting low in my closet, so I need to start clipping my coupons again. Um, this lady filmed this guy, and he was at uh, Dollar General, I think. Yeah, he was at Dollar General, and he didn't want to give her her um, her items away because, like, she was doing the coupon thing where you um. When you pair this coupon, you might be able to do it like with a store coupon and you do a manufacturer and then, you know. Yeah, you can pair them you can and I'll pair get the coupon, product basically, basically for, for like nothing. That's, um, that's how it works. I used to coupon heavily. So, you know, like you had time several times while you did was pay your taxes. Pay taxes, like, I exactly. Didn't pay anything for the item. Right, I just paid for taxes, right. So, and then I've even had people like, you know, like they may give you money back. I've seen it before where people got like a couple of cents back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Uh, she was trying to pair her coupons and do her coupon thing. And then he called the police on her for using her coupons, for pairing coupons. Because he said that he th- he felt like she was trying to get Once away again, with something. is like, I thought it was for emergencies. It's not for coupons. So somebody like using coupons, even if you think they're using them questionably, that's how's that number? Kick them out the store. Just yeah, say, I can't take it. your yeah, coupons. Like, most stores have a sign that says, we refuse the right to reserve, for you, for you, for you, reserve the right to refuse service. Right. Point at that sign mm-hmm. is like, no, nah, I don't have to say that. Or if you think that, um, that she's using her coupons illegally, they have the coupon policies clearly posted. I said, because I couponed a lot of CBS. And then they had their policy posted. And even if you weren't sure, you can pull out your policy book and look at your policy. Like, okay, you can use a manufacturer coupon and a store coupon yeah, in tandem. Yeah, double check. It's like, okay, you yeah. You can use so that. So you can use that. So go right ahead. And then I might, but the, and then my response, I wrote on that. I was like, but they had a whole show on TOC called Extreme Couponers. Mm, I never saw no cops called on that show. No. And then I was like, but the difference is that like, it's mostly white people using like these coupons, mm-hmm. doing the extreme couponing. Yeah. You're black, you can't extreme You can't coupon. use extreme <laughs> coupon. Nigger, you go to jail yeah, basically the, for using you know, coupons. That's the law, like for black people to be extreme couponers. And like, I wrote my experience. I was like, as, law, a, as a couponer, <laughs> as a person who did do it, like I said, several times, I just walked out paying taxes. Cause I got all types of stuff. I got laundry detergent, contact solution. I've gotten all type toothpaste, of things. Toothpaste. Like I still got like you a. You plugged me on the toothpaste a couple of times. Yeah, you wanted to take some, take some of my stuff out. Cause I don't want my stuff to expire. So take some <laughs> of my stuff out. Cause like I haven't couponed in like two years and like mm-hmm. the stuff probably had like a two, three year shelf. I mean, I'm looking at the dates and it's starting to get. It's closer, close so it, yeah. it's like you could take some of the stuff out of my closet. Okay. Yeah, we'll do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to waste. But um, yeah. So with the couponing, um, you said I've watched out just paying taxes and like in all of my experiences when I coupon the cashiers when they were ringing up my stuff and I was like I always tell them in advance I'm like I have a bunch of coupons so they know that you know you're going to be here scanning for a while and then when they scanned all my stuff and they're like oh and you owe me. Like two dollars and whatever cents, and then I had like fifty dollars or whatever worth of stuff, and then 
they looking at me and they're like, wait, how do you do this? And now I'm like, well, I mean, I give my tips about Coop. I say, yeah, I want to learn. They're like, see, I'm a cashier. I work here. I'm a cashier. So I need to save some money too. Because they're like, hey, everybody can afford to save some money. So I don't know why that guy, I guess he just thought that he was like, garter of like the <laughs> guardians of the coupon, the coupon galaxy. galaxy. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Star Lord in the <laughs> <laughs> coupon chat out there with cousin. And then I did finally watch the video because Carl was shaking. I told you, man. Yeah, like what the fuck is wrong? This dude was terrified. He's on the phone like he had the shakes. Like what the fuck is wrong with coupon Carl? You see him on the phone. This dude. <laughs> So yeah, it's just like <laughs> African American. <laughs> so I guess it's like I guess melanin is just so scary to you. Like when they see your melanin, it's like this dude was petrified. And shit. Yeah, but that guy he called it, and it's like the police. I think they was like okay, but I think that what police should start doing if you call for like black people doing black just living, like living my best life. You call the police on me for living my best life. You should be fined a thousand dollars immediately, and you should do community service for like a hundred hours of community service. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing out random numbers, so you should do. It should be like hefty penalties for that because mm-hmm. this is getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like people calling for black people for no reason. Well, like do the um have the either or option, yeah. So like um a thousand bucks or a thousand hours, like you could choose. Like, yeah. Either pay a thousand dollar fine or do the thousand dollar community maybe. service. Thousand hours yeah, community service. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you should do that. A thousand bucks or a thousand hours is your choice. <laughs> and then the other part of that too, like people calling um the police uh were called on Bing Rames. I don't know if you saw that story. I didn't see this one. Yes, Bing oh, Rames. Why? Because they, they they must not like Arby's that calls that. <laughs> we have We have meat. the meats. <laughs> so Bing Rames is a very famous actor. Like Mission Impossible, the new one just came out. He's in all the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. So Mission Impossible, think about how big He's Mission been Impossible is. He's in a ton of is. movies. Like most notably to us was fucking Baby, Baby Boy. Boy when yeah. he did the African, African you know what's yeah, that, you know yeah, what's what. Yeah. <laughs> He's also, he got medieval on your ass in Pulp, in Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Like, he's been in some, some heavy-hitting movies. He, he was, was in um, Rosewood. Uh, Rosewood. Um, mm-hmm. He was in um, a Chuck and Larry yeah, mm-hmm. with um, um, Adam Sandler and Kevin James. Mm-hmm. He was in that. Like, he done been in some major And he's movies. the voice of uh, Arby's. Arby's yeah. we, like, have we have the, the meats. He's the voice Vane of Arby's. He does all the Arby's commercials. Yeah. But. So, Ving Rhames is, he's a very successful actor. Very mm-hmm. successful. And he was in his home, like he said that earlier this year, he was in his home and he, I think he was going to like go outside on the porch or something and then he was mad at the door and then he said he was staring down the barrel of a nine. Tough hell. <laughs> the police were called because his neighbor said that they saw a large black man, large a, lo- black a man. large black man. Okay. You're a large black man. Mark is a large black man. Kareem is a large. So because you're a large black man. That's the reason to call the can't, police. You can't have nice shit. <laughs> and my thing is, okay, like, as a person who lives in, like, I'm sure he lives, I forgot where his house was in California, but upscale I'm sure it's like, I'm let's sure. say you live in the hills in Hollywood, wherever you live in, like, a very nice area. You don't know who the hell your neighbor is? As a white person, like, you should know, like, oh, okay, my neighbor is Ving Rhames. Or, yeah, you should know that. Yeah. I'm sure That's you would know. Ving Rhames' house on the corner. You I'm know sure that. you would know if um, if, if, if George Clooney there, or yeah. Brad Pitt was your name. So I'm sure you would Clooney's know that. Right, I'm sure you would know that, but. That's Jay Leno's house over there. You right. would know that shit. Yeah. You don't know that that's Ving Rhames? Because he said he was just at home, just relaxing. And then 
He said he was staring down the barrel of a gun, and like it was like the police, like they sent like a whole unit out there, and then the only thing that saved him because they was like, you know, put your hands on the door. They asked him to open it because they thought that he was breaking in. They were trying to stop him from breaking in, and then they asked him like, you know, we need to see your hands. Open the door and keep your hands up when you open the door. I'm open the door with my fucking hands up. Exactly. And then what saved him was that the chief of police that was there, he recognized him. He probably had Arby's that day. <laughs> he said, I've got the meats right here. <laughs> that's, the, that's the guy. <laughs> he probably made, made just watch Pulp Fiction. Maybe. He, he said, probably just said, let's, Pulp let's not get medieval on his ass. Right. That's Ving Rhames. <laughs> right. And then he recognized him. And it's like, but this has to stop. It's like Ving Rhames, a famous, he's a famous actor. Like, yeah, I've been in the game like 20 something years. Like, how do you Pulp not, Fiction was a long like, time ago. Three or nine before yeah. Prohibition came yeah, out? Yeah, that was a long time ago. I couldn't see it in the Early original run. Like, like, I yeah. couldn't see it originally. The, I had to see it on video so. later, mm-hmm. but yeah. But how do you call the police on Ving Rhames and you mm. don't know that that's your neighbor? Mm. Like, let's stop calling the police. Like, if you see, like, just stop. Like, know your, know your personnel. Know who you're dealing with. Stop mm-hmm. calling the police on black people for nothing. Stop being a tiki torture. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tiki tortures, um, former Georgia state lawmaker we're going to talk about now because he oh, did God. resign after this bullshit. Thank God. <laughs> he owned this shit. I give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a new um show um it. featuring um Sasha Baron Cohen, you know, um, a Borat. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? What's his other name? I'm Bruno. Bruno, yeah. yeah I'm Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> famous comedian. Yeah. He's done a lot of Sasha. silly shit. Oh, uh, the dictator was hilarious. The dictator, yeah. Hilarious, the dictator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that dude, he has a new Showtime series called Who is America? Mm-hmm. And, um, he was, um, basically had this, um, Jason Spencer, like, put names up there, was on the show. <laughs> it's like a prank show similar to, like, um, the old punk to, like, um, Crank Acres. Crank, yeah. It's like, yeah. Because Crank Acres was show. hilarious, yeah. Or mm-hmm. for old people that might be listening who probably don't even know what a podcast is, <laughs> like, um, Candid Camera. It's like that. It's like, <laughs> when they put Susan Summers in the wig, so, and it's like, okay. I don't even remember that version. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the 90s. It was on, like, the 1960s version. I forgot they did a revival of that shit. I don't even remember that, does it? Chrissy, where that's Carol from a Step by Step in the Wig. Like, I don't care when I see her. No, they had one back in the. the the fifties and sixties. <laughs> Candid camera so old. It originally started as Candid Radio. It was on. It was older than television. That's so fucking old. That's so. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> well, like, How you Candid Radio? How you? I guess they were pranking people, hiding mics in there, pranking them. That's why. <laughs> How you? How you Candid Radio? But it's a show like that. It's like a okay. prank show. <laughs> so then, um. Um, Cohen is in character talking about um terrorism. He's like an anti-terrorism expert who's trying to like um get the fucking um lawmaker from Georgia, give him um I um tips on like how to protect himself from terrorists. And he says um and this one goes so left because if this person mm-hmm. is like a if their mm-hmm. person is like a Fox News watcher slash Tiki, he says so if you see a terrorist like approaching you, he's like um. What's one forbidden word in um in America? Like he said, like the N word. Yeah, that's one way to draw attention to yourself. So then um he tells him like um scream it as loud as you can, the N word. Spencer goes in full like tiki torch mode and like you'd have thought you were watching like a fucking um slavery like video like yeah he goes like full nigga nigga at the top of his voice he's screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's just classic shit. It's like, <laughs> so okay, yeah, like, this is like on video. You can't say it's not you. It's like, <laughs> okay, like you on video, like a southern older southern white man screaming the n word at the top. They of just his can't lungs. wait to say it. They, like, they, they, they he's ready be, for that. Can I say it? No, you can't say it. You can never say it. Backhand you. No. Well, here's the joke. It's like, because you can't say that Sasha was racist. He said, like, you crazy? The N-word I was talking about was Noonie. Not that word. <laughs> he never said the word, yeah, Sasha. He said the N-word. He said the, the N-word. N-word. That's where his mind went. The racist, the tiki torture went. He said, what are you talking about? The it word I'm talking about is Noonie. I didn't say to say that word. <laughs> I know you watched South Park. Remember the episode where, um, where uh, it was, uh, what was it? People that you don't want next door, or uh-huh. I think the puzzle was Wheel of Fortune was like neighbors or something. Oh uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Stan's dad said, I, I don't know if I should say it, but niggers? <laughs> <laughs> and then Stan's dad said it. And then everybody was just like, What the fuck? Hilarious. I think the word was neighbors and then he said well, yeah, that's the, the that's the funny ex, the, um, exclamation point on this. Shit. Like, Raffy, like, goes on his little branch. He's like, I didn't say. He's like, I, that wasn't the word I meant to scream. I said, say Nooney. It's like. <laughs> and then what was his reaction? He just. He just sat there like, yeah, like he didn't say nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, after that shit aired, it's like, um, yeah, you know, like, the, the petitions, like, get this dude out of office. So, like, before, like, um. He got kicked out of office. He just resigned because he knew that. He, ain't no coming back from that. An older Southern white man screaming that word at the top of his lungs on national television. I'm just picturing, the, uh, <laughs> I'm picturing, I know this is a horrible movie, but I'm picturing um, Tales in the Hood. I'm going to kill you all, little dick. That's what yeah. I'm picturing. I'm picturing <laughs> like him. Yeah. <laughs> you saw what happened to him. Maybe exactly. we should get a painting and put, you know, let's put a painting in some yeah, of these people's get some houses. Dolls get some voodoo dolls. Get some voodoo dolls in. <laughs> Let's get the voodoo lady and put like a painting up or whatever. But oh my so God. Say, you couldn't wait to say that shit. You said it best. <laughs> you licking his chops so like N word. Oh yeah. I know you've seen the meme where they're like uh, when a racist person gets a Tarantino script. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> those that know Tarantino like, notoriously yeah. like that yeah. word is like peppered heavily throughout his movies. I'll be in the Queer Tarantino movie. Like over the years, like I think because of the trope has gotten worse, like his recent movies have it way more than his earlier ones. Yeah, but we saw it's always been in Shade. there. Yeah, like we saw Jango, yeah, like, um, It was in there like 199 that, times or whatever. Um, the Hateful Eight, it was said a lot in that one. I haven't seen that yeah, yet. That's, yeah, that's um, another. That's, yeah, with um, Sam, Sam Jackson, Jackson yeah. um, Kurt Russell. I know it's on demand now. I just haven't watched it um, yet. Jennifer Jason Lee, mm. Channing Tatum, like great cast. It's like, oh, wow. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim Roth, I think, is in it. Yeah, it was like really good. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I had to watch it. Yeah, big all star cast. Without the kids. What I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> without the kids. Tarantino movie. <laughs> right, <without> the kids. <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah, I can't watch it with myself. You know, with Tarantino. Like, it's not. I almost feel uncomfortable watching this movie. Especially the, have, the N word is used heavily in that one as well, too. <laughs> Since we on the N word, uh, did you see the story in Ohio with the racist who followed the black man home? Mm-mm. Okay, so this uh, black man named Charles Lovett, he was uh, he filmed this record, he filmed this video. He gets out of his car, he just pulls into his driveway, and he walks up to this guy. This guy looks like remember the Geico commercial, a caveman can do it. He looks like a caveman, it's like the Geico cave. And I'm not saying this being funny. This is not a racial thing, but he honestly, because like his beard, like the way he looked all shaggy, like he looked like a caveman. Mm. 
So the guy followed him because I guess that he felt like um, Charles cut him off like back on the road. Oh, so I did he hear, but he followed him home and home. then calls him the N word. And he called. He says, "I this, saw that." I'm gonna shit. read exactly what the conversation. I did see is. that. So I'm I dubbing. About that. I'm dubbing stuck his up name. On this other one. I'm dubbing him Road Rage Roderick. That's why I'm gonna call him Road Rage mm-hmm. Roderick. Wanted to follow him home. Or racist Roderick. I don't right. know. First of all, because he had Road Rage, that's why he yeah, followed him. Because okay. first of all, it's like when you follow somebody home, you don't know what you're getting to. Like, what if he came out with like Terry Crews looking dudes exactly. and rolled up like? And when you follow somebody home, you put your own ass in the exactly. line. Exactly. Like the um, what's the um, the black the brother's name again? Charles Lovett. Charles Lovett could have went in the house and got his piece shot. Got tech nine, and, right? And, and like he was like he could have George Zimmerman that shit. Hey, I was standing I my, ground. my ground. This asshole followed he me home. home. I didn't know. Yeah, I, I thought. Know. Yeah, I thought he was. I got my home. wife and my kids inside, exactly. so I was I was trying to protect them. That's You're why I shot him. You're putting yourself in all type of like, danger. He could have killed that dude out. and got away with it. Really, it's like, yeah. remember the scene in <laughs> Train Day when you came on when Jake came to the hood and then Terry Crews and the guy who like Kobe Bryant all of them were outside. Mm-hmm. What if all those dudes came out the house up to your exactly, truck like, yeah. you going to call us niggas now? Mm-hmm. You would have been shook. Yeah. You would have been shook no matter how bad you think you are. Mm-hmm. If 10 dudes come out the house who look like they weigh 250 each, who can bitch press 400 pounds each, mm-hmm. if they come out the house, you ain't going to say Got shit. Jail muscles. Right. You ain't saying shit to them. You going to sit there like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. But this is exactly what he said to him. How I started. He followed him. He said, "I shout out to the homie T. C. T. Fletcher. Like he's like um he's one of them hood weightlifters, just like that." Yeah. <laughs> I saw that's the image that popped in my head when you said that. Thought, he got a gym in South Central. I thought LA. It was Terry yeah. Crews. Cause I think about somebody swole. That's the first thing I think about. He has a gym in South Cruz. Central LA yeah. that the brand Terry Crews worked out at his mm-hmm. gym before I watched the video, and it's all yeah. like bunch of hood black dudes yeah. like yeah, pumping iron like jacked. It's like that. Yeah. It's like shout. what if all of them walk out like? <laughs> Like triple yeah. A, you know, looking like that, or looking like the um the the tri lambdas in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yeah, that came Bernie and Casey, the, yeah. the Alpha Betas yeah. when they were about to beat the shit out of Gilbert, yeah. and then they, they said, had hey, a seat. Let him go. Yeah, <laughs> the white boys took the seat. Yeah. <laughs> they was big and bad yeah. to them jail muscles showing up. Yeah. They yeah, had a seat. Let him go. Let him speak. <laughs> but the guy and this racist Jeffrey Whitman, that's his name. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, I just want to let you know what an N-word you're being, the man said. You want to let me know how much an N-word I am, Lovett replied. He said, yeah, I want to let you personally know how much of an N-word you are. And then he said, you're a rude N-word. You cut me off in my lane. You cut me off because you feel entitled because you get everything for free. Mm. So how did that stand? Like, even if I did cut you off, which he didn't, because he was like the way that the road you was working. You know merging. my whole backstory because I cut you off. And he traffic. was, and he was like, I didn't cut you off because the way that he was like, I live on this street, I drive this way every day. He was like, the way Two that the merge into one. Mer- and he was like, and you should have went this way. I was in the correct lane. I did not cut you off. And even if I did, you just didn't want to let me over. That's all. And I even did. if I did cut you off, it's like, so you just drew from that that I get everything for free and I feel entitled mm-hmm. because I'm the N word. And then they went back and forth for a while. And then he played it so cool. Like, he was cool. He just told him, have a nice day, He's a sir. bigger man than me because I kind of, um, I didn't see that video. I heard of this story, though. I watched the video. and But the good thing about the video is he got off. Because first of all, this dummy, you in your work van. You in your work van. You dumbass. Cause like I he saw it. They had, like, the number. I your, did see that. Uriah's too. Heating and Cooling. Yeah. That was the name of his company because he owns his company. Uriah Heating and Cooling. Was it a number on there? Yeah, and like the whole phone number. He you got the... give it on the podcast? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can give it on the podcast so you guys can call. 
Okay, so he's Uriah's Heating, Cooling, Refrigeration. Mm -hmm. And the phone number is area code 614-588-6176. Read the number one Once more again, time. <laughs> area code 614-588-6176. Give him a call right now. Well, from what I was seeing, they were saying that people already were starting to lie his ass. So I think they were saying his mailbox was full, but mm -hmm. you just never know. So you can call. Yeah, he might have cleared some voicemails out since then. And just let him know that thank you for thinking of me as being an N-word. Thank you for saying that. And then he gave a bullshit apology. He tried to be like, then he tried to put, oh, no, I have nothing against it. Because like, I was just in a bad space. Why do people say I'm in a bad space? Bad space doesn't make you use the N-word. You're he, just a racist. Why, why didn't he say he was on Ambien? <laughs> works, works for everybody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was on so lost. <laughs> Could at least said the ambient made him racist. Not near lost. Like stop it. Might be an episode I'm about to dig way back of different it. strokes from back in the day. Um, it's like an early like season one different strokes. You know, mm -hmm. like when um anytime somebody will see Arnold and Willis, they freak out. Yeah. And like it's like when Mr. Drummond's mom met like Arnold Willis for the first time, you know, she comes in Drummond's apartment and sees these two black these kids two and black she kids like are. passes out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then um she saw him says like, Oh, well I had a long flight, yeah, it's um jet lag and then Willis was like, Yeah, it's black lag <laughs> And <then> Willis <laughs> was woke like the early different stroke. And then he became, Hey guys, yeah, later. he came that later. Well yeah, he was like, nah, I Maybe bet you Carlton I jet lag more like black lag. <laughs> hey, Willis called her. The jet lag don't make you racist. <laughs> well, no, but then he, oh, and then in his apology, he was all like, well, he's like, um, he's like, because he's like, I've done like, you know, heating and cooling install. He's like, I've installed water uh, heaters and stuff at first. It's for black people. So I have nothing against black people. I said, so see, you try to apologize because you knew it's going to affect your bottom line. I'm sure it already is. Exactly. She probably got a lot of new tiki torch business. Because as lost black ours, people, he lost our business. And but. black people, we need to know our purchasing power yeah, because absolutely. the black dollar, we spend so much money. Like we are like some of the top consumers mm -hmm. in the nation, but we don't know this. Mm -hmm. But our pop, but our income is in the lower percentage yeah. across the board. Mm -hmm. So how are we like some of the top uh, consumers, but we have the lowest I'm income? They work for the um, Montgomery bus boycott. I'm just saying. And all these black folks, they stopped riding the bus for like a year or something. That mm -hmm. shit went on long. Yeah, it went on long. And they finally, okay, like, we're going to desegregate. You can sit wherever you want because, mm -hmm. like, once all the blacks say, okay, we're going to walk, we're going to carpool. Carpool. Like, we ain't getting on that bus, though. Ride a bike, whatever you need it's to like, do. Yeah, so, like, and it's like, it went on like a year before they, they finally said, you know mm -hmm. what? You in. It's like, because, like, our purchasing dollar. power. It yeah. affected that bottom saw, line. like, the, the buses were, like, empty. It's mm -hmm. like, we got to fix this. It's like, yeah. So, mm -hmm. you see, your, your dollar does matter. Yeah. All dollars matter. Yeah, all dollars matter. Nice. All dollars matter. I might get that on a shirt. Yes. So I know my black dollar is important yes. to you. So I'm not going like to go that. anywhere where I'm not treated like how I should be mm. treated. So the second that I get, if you see me and my family, and I get any uh, any hint of racism to me and my family, I'm walking right out your business. I'm out. Yeah. You're not getting my money. Hell no. You ain't getting my money. On that note, I think we could wrap up. Not yes. another damn podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> Race and rape culture. Yes. Good episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you like what we're doing, um, let us know. You can like our Facebook fan page, Not Another Damn Podcast. Also, very importantly, subscribe, share, rate, review. Do that for us on mm -hmm. iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, however you listen to your podcast. You can reach me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram and Twitter, as well as Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook. 
And then one little quick shout before I drop mine is uh, I went to my uh, all class picnic and okay. um, a couple of my classmates said they listen to the podcast and they said they support us. So shout out to Brandon and shout out to Willie. Thank you for listening. Shout out Chicago High School for Agricultural Sciences. Yes, because they came to me and they told me that. And I was like, oh, snap, you listen. So shout out to both of them. And um, you can check me out, MSIMH626 on Instagram and on Twitter, and also SCR8GULLEY1 on Twitter and SCR8GULLEY7 on Instagram. Also, like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page, straightgullyproductions.com. Support black businesses. There it is. <laughs> well, I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And we will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.